Good morning. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. And for today's show, we're going to slow down and focus on just one story. The growing social unrest and violence as armed groups take to the streets to assert their presence. There's an escalation happening in tension and in rhetoric. After George Floyd's death in May, protests against police violence started popping up in cities and communities across the country. In some places, like in Portland, Oregon, they've continued every single night for over 90 days now. The police shooting of Jacob Blake last week underscores the argument that groups like Black Lives Matter are making, that law enforcement routinely treats Black people differently, and that those differences can be severe, even deadly. Just as these protests appear to be getting bigger, there's a growing counter-movement. People, many of whom are claiming to be Trump supporters, are taking up arms. They say they're there to back up law enforcement and stop looting. Yesterday, Joe Biden was in Pittsburgh for a campaign speech, and that's where he denounced what he saw as unacceptable behavior from protesters on the left. So I'm being very clear about all of this. Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. Setting fires is not protesting. None of this is protesting. It's lawlessness, plain and simple. Biden also accused Donald Trump of inciting his supporters to take up arms and seek their own version of justice. Fires are burning and we have a president who fans the flames rather than fighting the flames. But we must not burn. We have to build. At his daily briefing yesterday, President Trump falsely said Biden only called out Trump supporters for recent unrest. And he didn't mention Antifa thugs, but mostly seemed to blame the police and law enforcement. He went on point after point after point. He even talked about uh, those on the right, but he didn't talk about those on the left. And those on the left are the problem, and Antifa is the problem. The rioters and Joe Biden have a side. They're both on the side of the radical left, and that is so obvious. The president was also asked about this weekend's pro-Trump caravan in Portland, Oregon. Hundreds of cars swarmed the downtown. Several videos showed armed demonstrators firing paintballs and pepper spray at Black Lives Matter protesters on the streets. Well, I understand they had large numbers of people that were supporters, but that was a peaceful protest. And paint is not and paint is a defensive mechanism. President Trump blamed anti-police protesters for the death of a man who was reportedly part of a far-right group called Patriot Prayer. We should say that Portland police have not yet released details about this death. All that we know right now is that he was killed by a gunshot. Paint is not bullets. Uh, Your supporters, your supporters, and they are your supporters indeed, uh, shot a young gentleman who uh, and killed him, not with paint. But with a bullet. And last night, in an interview with Laura Ingram on Fox News, Trump doubled down. When asked whether he wanted supporters to show up and confront protesters, he sought to frame the other side as entirely responsible for the rise in violence. It's a peaceful protest. I mean, they were right. protesting. They weren't. You know, it's amazing. They want to protest and they get criticized. The other people run through the streets, burn down storefronts, hurt people, beat people and kill people, kick people in the face. 
These counter-protesters are raising the stakes of an already tense situation. They are groups of self-appointed civilian militia, some calling themselves vigilantes. They're often armed, and many wear MAGA clothes or quasi-military gear and carry thin blue line or blue lives matter flags to show their support for law enforcement. In a new article, the Washington Post documents instances in many different states where police appear to be encouraging vigilantism. In one video from Kenosha, Wisconsin last week, police officers in armored vehicles are seen talking to armed civilians, offering them water. One man, who's holding an assault-style weapon, is seen approaching the police to take the water bottles. And that's when an officer says to them over a loudspeaker. We appreciate you guys, we really do. They said, we appreciate you guys. We really do. A few hours later, the man in that video, the one with the assault weapon, reportedly opened fire on protesters. He has been identified as 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse. The teenager is now facing multiple homicide charges. He's accused of killing two people and injuring a third. President Trump also defended him last night. We're looking at all of it. Uh, That was an interesting situation. You saw the same tape as I saw. And uh, he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. And he fell. And then they very violently attacked him. And it was something that we're looking at right now, and it's under investigation. But uh, I guess he was in very big trouble. He would have been, he probably would have been killed. The Post points out there are officers and law enforcement leaders who have denounced these armed civilian groups, including the Kenosha County Sheriff, who was asked if he supported the presence of armed counter-protesters. What a scary, scary thought that would be in my world. And part of the problem with this group is they create confrontation. The people walking around with guns, if I walk around in uniform with a gun, all of you probably wouldn't be too intimidated by it because you're used to officers having guns. But if I put out my wife with an AR-15 or my brother with a shotgun or whatever it would be walking through the streets, you guys would wonder what the heck is going on. That doesn't help us. But the Post also documents instances at different protests in Texas, in Washington, Oregon, where law enforcement officials offered their encouragement or appreciation, either in statements or on video, to these armed counter-protesters. The way that many of these counter-protesters put it, the Black Lives Matter demonstrators are their common enemy. But along with examples the Post cites, there's also evidence of a deeper connection between far-right groups and some law enforcement agencies. The Post references a database created by the Center for Analysis of the Radical Right. Their data points to a growing far-right movement with nearly 500 militia appearances across 300 U.S. counties, all since protests started in May. Now, the center says in 56 of those cases, law enforcement officials explicitly coordinated with these groups, including instances where they called on residents to arm themselves. This relationship between law enforcement and armed civilian groups, this is something that Mike German focuses on in a piece for The Guardian. German is a former FBI agent who worked undercover in far-right groups in the 1990s. He now works with the Brennan Center for Justice. And his latest research shows a growing alliance between far-right groups, police officers, and the White House. He says, take the protests in Portland— Some of the armed counter-protesters are people who've engaged in protests for years now. And some of them, he says, are under court order to not attend protests because of violence they've perpetrated in the past. 
But now he says they're being accepted by police officers on the ground as if they're unofficial offshoots of the force. He says that collaboration didn't exist so explicitly when he was undercover years ago. President Trump plans to visit Kenosha today. Local leaders like Democratic Governor Tony Evers and Kenosha Mayor John Antaramian have urged the president not to come. That tensions are currently too high, especially for an active campaign that leans heavily on a law and order message. Still, Trump has said that he intends to go. And while he plans on visiting local law enforcement and touring sites of recent unrest, his team has said there are currently no plans to meet with Jacob Blake or his family. You can find the links to all these stories in today's show notes page. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps other people find us. We'll talk with you again tomorrow.